0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. Nice. As I tried to say before, welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John. That's Dimey. That's Quarter. And, uh, yeah, this is our slash Tales from the Front Desk. Right now, somebody's jealous because there's catnip in the box. He didn't really want the box until Quarter was in the box. Hmm. Anyway, Quarter's our little epileptic cat. She, uh, she's also the one that really just... If she was, if I was going to get her a custom t-shirt, it would just say, I don't care because she really just most of the time doesn't care. doesn't matter what the subject is. I don't care. All right. Made some more progress on the remodel today. If you watch our Tales from Tech Support videos on the other channel, you saw an update uh, yesterday with some pictures, you can hop on over there, check out the latest video and you can sort of get caught up with whatever you care to catch up on. All right. Let's read some stories. 25 years as a night auditor. I know the horror. Here's some fun. Many years ago, I glanced at the security cams and saw a couple trying to make a baby in our pool at 2 a.m. Ugh. Instead of marching back there and making a big stink, I walked up to the fence and said, Hey, could you all come over to the other side? I can't see you that well on the camera. As I pointed up to the camera. Turner went back to the desk. In the 30 seconds it took to walk back, they had bolted back to their room. Nothing but waves in the pool. Moral of the story, you don't have to be a hardcore hotel policy follower to get people to do what you want. It will resist authority. Use your skills, humor, compassion, shared experiences, or in this case, embarrassment. Anyhow, more stories to follow. Be safe, strong, and sane. You aren't the only one. Then you have people who get embarrassed about nothing and will just continue to do whatever it is they were doing while berating you the whole time. That's when you gotta kinda get hardcore with them and, uh, yeah... Maybe just call the law or whatever. But if you can do it without doing all that, cool. More power to you. I will never get over people's entitlement issues. Maybe I shouldn't be in hospitality because it's physically painful for me to be hospitable towards some of these super shiny elite members. Oh my god, I can't stand them. Gold members, I'm assuming? Hoping to get upgraded to a two-bedroom suite based on ambassador elite status? Really, dude? You want your upgrade for no other reason than you feel entitled to it? You're traveling alone and here for one night, but you need two beds and two bathrooms? Because you won't even be able to sleep tonight unless you get what you feel you're entitled to? I'm sorry if I sound crazy. I'll delete this later today. I just needed to rant. I absolutely freaking hate these type of people and hate that I have to smile at them and treat them like they're being reasonable. They suck. Hey. Hey. Settle. Holy cow. Calm. Calm. Home, oh, you can stay. Just relax, take a chill. Well, I'll say this, Op. I, I can see both sides. I can see if there was a certain air about the person, a certain attitude, then yeah, I can kind of see it. But honestly, if I pay for something, I signed up for it, and I, I either pay or or I rent a certain number of rooms per year or whatever, um, and I'm entitled. Then I'm entitled. There's there's entitlement. And then there's entitlement. Now, the type of entitlement where people just assume they're entitled to things is one thing. But if there's something I'm actually entitled to, like if I go to a gas station and I pay for 10 gallons worth of gas, I'm entitled to that 10 gallons worth of gas. You're not going to stop it at 9.85 and say, well, aren't you entitled? No. Like I said, I get what you're saying about attitudes. But at the same time, yeah, if it's a perk, it's a perk. Yeah, I want it. Why not? There's a reason that we sign up for things and pay extra and go the extra mile for them. So, eh, what do you guys think? I don't know. Maybe I missed the mark on this one. If the room type isn't a selectable option, that means it's not available. Long time lurker, first time poster. This happened a few weeks ago. I work for a budget hotel with 90 odd rooms. Being budget, there is normally only one or two front desk staff for everything during PM after housekeeping has gone home. And I mean literally everything. On this particular evening, I was on my own and we had about 60 check-ins, but we were booked out as we had about 30 dirty rooms that weren't able to get clean. We were understaffed and housekeeping only did enough to get through the night. Enter EB, entitled B, in a crimson red suit, who spoke with a thick accent of entitlement. I've got about five other guests waiting to check in as a taxi had just arrived. Now, I can check a guest in in 60 seconds if they don't ask many questions, but it's still going to take about five minutes until it's his turn. He senses this and walks straight up to the desk, interrupting the person I was checking in. Entitled B. Check in for EB. Sir, I'm just checking this lady in at the moment, and then I have to check these people in who were here before you. Entitled B. I'm a super shiny member. I get priority check-in. He waves his stupid little card in my face, and I'm tempted to swat it away, but I don't. Of course, sir, I'll just finish checking this lady in. He huffs a little, but agrees to wait. I finish checking her in 20 seconds later. Hi, sir. What was the last name on the reservation? E.B. B. I pulled up his reservation. Huh. <laughs> Funny. He'd book through a third-party website, which means he isn't eligible for any loyalty program benefits during his stay. So, sir, because you've booked via a third-party website, you aren't eligible for any loyalty benefits for the duration of your stay, including priority check-in. Entitled B throws a hissy fit, but I basically politely tell him to F off and he waits his turn. Just to rub it in, I asked the room if there were any loyalty members here. One person speaks up and says yes, but to check in the people who arrived before her first, Entitled B glares at her. Anyway, finally, Entitled B's turn comes. It was like a five minute wait, tops. And the check in actually goes pretty smoothly. He just complained about having to give an incidentals card that he'd never had to give one before, despite literally being a loyalty member. Anyway, I thought that was it. Boy, this prick was just getting started. Some background. We don't offer all our room types through third parties. We only offer specific types. If a guest wants all types, they have to book with us directly. title B comes back down about five minutes later. That's not the room type I booked. Me, confused. That does appear to be the room that the third party gave us, sir. title B. I wanted a twin single, TWC. You gave me a queen with a single overhead bunk. QAC. Sir, do you have a booking confirmation so I can confirm that? He grabs out a booking confirmation after searching his bag for way too long. It's a third-party booking. He slams it on the counter. And title B. Here, see, TWC. I take a look at it. Sir, it says QAC. I know, but I requested a TWC, so give me a TWC. He had, in the guest request section, asked for a TWC, a guest request section on some random third-party website that we don't have any obligation nor time to look at, requested a TWC, a room type that we do not offer to third-party websites. However, even though we don't even have time to, someone had actually actioned the request and denied it. So, sir, this request was denied and we informed you it was denied prior to arrival. Entitled B. Well, then upgrade me. Unfortunately, we're booked out this evening. Entitled B. Well, what do you expect me to do? There were only two options on the third party. Yes, that room type's not available on third party websites. Entitled B. Well, normally that would mean I'd just get it changed. Sir, we take reservations based on what information a third party gives us. There are only two options because we only offer two types of rooms through this website. We assess availability based on this, so unfortunately we're unable to upgrade you. I'm a little bit flabbergasted as to why this guy would try and book a room that's so unavailable that he had to literally book a different room type and then was surprised that we weren't going to give him the room time. Whoa, what an idiot. And title B, well I booked this so I expect you to change it. If the room type isn't a selectable option, that means it's not available. Entitled B. Bullshit! I know how this works, you effing idiot. Now fix my reservation, it's not that effing hard. I requested this room, so give me that room, and if you don't, I want a refund. Sir, unfortunately, I cannot help you with that. It's passed our cancellation policy and booked via a third party. In the future, I would suggest you book direct with us to avoid this. (laughs) He stormed out calling me a flurry of insults as he did. I didn't see him for the rest of his day, except when I came downstairs to get my Uber Eats dinner. I live on site. And he was yelling at my colleague because we only service rooms weekly and not daily for long-term reservations. Like, what part about budget and airport do you not understand? My colleague's way too nice and was apologizing profusely. I just walked up to him. I was in pajamas. (laughs) And told him to cut out his abusive behavior or he'll be asked to leave and his stay will not be refunded. He shut up pretty quick. He left after three days and put up a really bad review about how he's never returning to this trauma hellhole, but it was funny cause the GM just laughed and told me to respond with, we're sorry to hear you didn't enjoy your stay and we look forward to seeing you again next time. Our front desk crew is pretty small, but all of them seem to have a run in with this guy at some point, lol. Now see this guy here, perfect example, he's entitled and entitled. While he may be entitled to certain things. There are also rules that go along with those entitlements. You have to book directly with the hotel or that chain, not through a third-party website, and you kind of got to take what's available. Even if you are entitled to upgrades, there may not be anything to upgrade to. And his attitudes suck to begin with, so, eh, screw him. Well, you finally settled down. By the way, if you're curious and you're listening to this on one of my podcast platforms and not on YouTube where you can see the little demon cat next to me, Uh, That was the sound of her in a canning jar box scratching the hell out of it because it's full of catnip. And now I think she's sufficiently zonked and going to take a nap. Alright. What was the dumbest nitpicky thing a guest ever said to you? Share your stories in the comments below. I'll go first. One time I had a guest tell me I really needed to get my nails redone. I often bit my nails and painted them myself so I wouldn't. I never paid for manicures because I made 1050 an hour at the time and couldn't afford it. Some of my polish had chipped, and while handing the guest his room keys, he said, Looks like you should redo your nails, those look awful. As if my imperfect nails had ruined his experience. I often wonder if he ever found something more productive to do with his life. Some people are just nervy, man. Who cares? Um, you know, as long as they were dressed professionally and acted professionally, chipped nails, who cares? Uh, I bite my nails and I, I did even when I worked in an office wearing a tie. It's one of those things. It's, it's a nervous habit reaction. When things get a little uneasy, then that's what I do. It doesn't mean I'm any less professional. It just means I got crappy nails. And I don't normally do this, but I did go down in the comments to follow this stream a little bit and I plucked some out to, uh, read to you guys. So from Vander, maybe later. I've since left the industry, and it's not really nitpicky, but soccer weekend, and the kids were spraying fart spray in the elevators, knocking on the doors and destroying the hotel. I find the parents drinking at the bar, and a guy stands up and tells me to stop being a Barney Fife. (laughs) Then complained to my boss that I was Barney Fife, followed by leaving a review about Barney Fife stopping the kids from having a little fun. He told the general manager that the proper way to handle kids is to watch for the kid. Then, without talking to the kid, go find the parent in the 1,000-room hotel and let them know their kid may be causing a disturbance. No, that's your job to make sure your kids aren't causing a disturbance because you're the parents. Oh, by the way, you paid for the room, so you are ultimately responsible for what your guests do. Hmm. Jess Wesky says, I once had a drunk sports dad threaten to kill another guest because they dared to park in the open parking spot next to him. He was directly in front of the hotel. Not even off in a secluded corner of the lot or anything. Calling the cops was so incredibly satisfying, especially after he was arrested for apparently trying to assault one of the officers. <laughs> that never goes well. He called the hotel a few days later to complain, and the GM wrote me up and fired me over it. What? The guests that had asked me to call the police had called corporate to praise my actions. Corporate was not happy to find out the GM had fired me over ensuring the safety of our guests. Yeah, that's kind of crappy, man. That tells me he didn't even get the whole story before firing her and... Place the value of customers over good service and the truth, basically. T.A. Mindwalker. Oh, this is fun. During a hurricane, a guest called and asked what the wind speed was. I told him I didn't know. He said, well, it's keeping me up. <laughs> Another one is, I need to check out. The decor of the room doesn't match my clothes. A guest calls and says there's a bird in a tree that's keeping him awake. Wow. A future guest calls and says they're looking at Google Maps and doesn't want the room near the corner because the view's blocked by a bush. Wow, genius. Ear Here says, I once had a guest complain that it was raining. Like, what the F do you want me to do about that? (laughs) Yeah, we don't control weather here. Uh, Yeah, I've seen that way too many times. Restaurants too. You have an outdoor dining area, a patio. Most of the time, you know, you may have an umbrella at the table or something like that, but most of them are not under true cover. And if you get any appreciable amount of rain, you're going to get wet. Like, get over it. Dakota Blue 5. I worked at a campground where we often got complaints about the weather or requests for a reduced rate if the weekend was rainy. We always told them no and explained that we didn't charge a premium if the weather was great. They also complained about the bugs and the trees. Again, we were a campground. In my experience with campgrounds, now... Let's set aside the fact that most campgrounds are in the woods or somewhere rural. You're going to have bugs. You're going to have trees. You're going to have sap. You're going to have squirrels. You're going to have noises and, you know, the occasional animal like a, you know, pileated woodpecker trying to mate with your camper or something. I don't know. And then you got bad weather days. Now, we were supposed to go camping this past weekend, and I forgot that I was supposed to check in on Thursday. I called Friday saying, listen, there's just no way we can do it. Partially because I had started demolishing part of my house and I have to put it back together at least reasonably well before Thanksgiving. Definitely finished by Christmas. Side story. Anyway, when I called, it's a state park. So a lot of state parks have this uh, policy. Yeah, words are hard. That if you call, you can usually move your registration reservation to another time period. So like we pushed ours ahead to a weekend weekend almost the same exact weekend in February. You know, you got to go by what they have available, for one. So that's fine if they have that available, and I plan to camp all winter anyway. I just moved it up. I'm going to miss not camping this month, but I also did it partially because it was supposed to rain all weekend. That was the part I forgot a second ago. Brain just won't engage. And I found that some private campgrounds are starting to institute this policy too, where if they have availability another time, they will transfer the reservation to another time. Now, you can't go crazy. You can only go so far ahead because everybody has their their calendar and fiscal years, and they got to keep it all straight with their budget and everything. But the state and federal parks seem to be a little more flexible with that. So, But if they weren't, hey, I either eat the cost or go sit in the rain. That's my choice, though. Got to be a grown-up about it sometimes. Twisty Corner says, I had a guest throw a shit fit because the hand sanitizer squirted a bit to the side instead of in his hand. It got on his jeans near the knee. It didn't even leave a wet stain. He tried demanding a free stay and for me to be reprimanded because I didn't sound appropriately apologetic. I mean, I told him sorry and called maintenance right then and there, but I guess he wanted me to fall on my knees and beg forgiveness. Okay, I know hand sanitizer dries really fast. It's alcohol-based, yada, yada, yada. But if he had actually got squirted on the pant leg... I don't care what the guy says, you still would have seen some sort of a spot, even if it was only for a couple minutes. That guy was lying just to get a discount and cause trouble. Because that's what they do. The Goat Coat. Interesting concept. I had a guest insist on a comp for their room because they moved the mattress off the frame and there was a dead spider under there. I didn't comp her room. Yeah. Now listen. If I find bed bugs or some sort of real infestation of something, like, you know, if there was like 50 spiders or 100 spiders, okay, we got a problem with this room. First, before I even talk about comping, we need to move. Like, that room ain't it. There's obviously some issue, and the spiders like that room, they can have it. Spiders, bed bugs, ants, whatever. And if it gets overly complicated, I may ask for a discount, but I'm not going to push that hard as long as they really make an attempt to be apologetic, and put me in new accommodations that are of equal value. I'm not looking for an upgrade. I'm just, I don't want to sleep with spiders. One dead spider? Eh, they're lucky that's all they found. Savannah, 31401. I had a guest upset that they did not have a balcony view of the French Quarter. We were four miles, (laughs) sorry, we were four miles from the quarter and only nine stories up. They were upset I couldn't make it happen. Plus, you're in a three-star hotel with free parking in NOLA, is that New Orleans? And a free breakfast, and you paid $100. You're not getting a French Quarter balcony for that in high season. Let me tell you something. You're not getting a French Quarter balcony for that in the office season there ever was. Like, right after Hurricane Katrina, when the French Quarter was under, you know, several yards of sand and debris, you still weren't going to get a French Quarter balcony for $100. So... You can piss right off with that one. Oh, from the same person. I had a guest ask me to have the Cathedral Basilica across the street to stop ringing the bells to indicate the time. This was at 4 in the afternoon. I needed those bells. They were my, holy crap, I have three rings to get in the door or I'm late alarm. I will add that they did stop at 8 p.m. and didn't start again until 8 or 9 in the morning. That's pretty nice, because honestly, any cathedral that has bells and has had for probably a couple hundred years... I say let them ring. If they rang all night, screw it. Ring all night, I don't care. I mean, that's part of the charm. If I choose a place that's near the train tracks and I hear a train, who cares? I like the sound of a train, and if it wakes me up, it's still my fault because I knew it was there. Little research goes a long way, folks. Remarkable Panda 952 says, ooh, too many to count. But one that stands out was a guest complaining that he had to share our 15-person shuttle van with the same four-person flight crew that flew him into the city and that it was tacky to have real guests and employees share the same shuttle. All right, Miss Daisy, settle down. Come on, man, if you want private accommodations for your ride back to the hotel, then uh, hire a limo or a driver service. Mr. Chameleon Dees, December, whatever that says. Working night audit, I had a guest get ultra pissed off because we didn't offer Pepsi products. (laughs) Oh, God. For context, I live and work in the birthplace of Coke. You don't have Pepsi? I ain't staying there either. Honestly, let's face it, most hotels and motels that I've stayed at have some sort of contract with Coca-Cola for some reason, uh, just like certain chains do. You know, McDonald's has theirs, Burger King has theirs, whatever. And uh, if I want my Diet Pepsi so I don't uh, go off the edge and kill somebody, then I'll go find a place to buy Pepsi and bring it in with me. It's that simple. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.